This is episode number 34, What Legacy Are You Leaving? Welcome to Unfolding Words. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and this is the weekly podcast that's dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers light for your walk and life for your soul. The other day I was listening to Gateway to Joy. It's a radio show by author and speaker Elizabeth Elliott. And my middle son asks, how can she do podcast if she's dead? And I had to explain to him that she had a radio show for a number of years and they're now playing back shows from 20 years ago. And then I thought about what a treasure her ministry has been to me. Now, she's never met me. I've never met her. She had no idea that as she was doing these shows that she would be ministering years later to a woman in California that she never knew or met. And I think about the legacy that she's leaving and that she left. And that's how I want to live my life, leaving a legacy of trust in God and holiness in living long after I'm gone. I think about the lyrics of a song by Nicole Nordeman called Legacy. It's one of my favorites of hers. And the lyrics popped up in my mind after I had this conversation with my son. And part of the song says, I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? Did I choose to love? Did I point to you enough to make a mark on things? I want to leave an offering, a child of mercy and grace who blessed your name unapologetically and leave that kind of legacy. I want to read some verses from Psalm 78 verses one through four in the ESV version. It says, give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. As parents, our goal should not just to be to raise our kids to be good citizens and have a successful job. As a Christian parent, it is our obligation to pass along the teachings and the precepts of the Lord. We should not hide them from our children or neglect to teach them. But we have to tell the coming generation of the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. It is our duty to acquaint our children with the works of God, to teach them his doings and his sayings as well. Deuteronomy 4 and 9 says, Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. Now, the patriarchs knew from Scripture that it was their responsibility to teach their children God's way. This included the creation of the world, fall of man, the destruction of the old world, God's providence, his sovereignty, and the coming Messiah. It was as if the parents' mouths were books that the children were to read about the works of the Lord. Now, these books could not be put on a shelf and forgotten. Instead, the ways and the works of God were continually written by the parents on their children's hearts as they spoke of the goodness of God. And this continual impartation of God's word helped the children to set their hope on God. And by catching them young, the word was able to be stored down deep into the fabric of their lives. George Swinnock was a 17th century Puritan preacher, and he said this, A frequent mention of things is the best art of memory. With the mouth preacheth, often the mind will ponder much. Besides, it may work for thy children's will. 
the more they be acquainted with the goodness, wisdom, power, and faithfulness of God, which appear in his works, the more they will fear, love, and trust him. It's important that we teach our children while they are still young. And even if you're not a parent, I'm sure you have children in your lives. It is your responsibility as well to live a life of holiness before them, to speak of God's goodness to them. The classical poet Virgil wrote this, as a twig is bent, so the tree inclines. And if you know anything about gardening, the tree, young trees are easier to bend because they're more pliable. So you want to get to trees and children as young as you can. Francis Xavier said, give me a child for the first seven years and you may do what you like with him afterwards. The formative years of a child's life lay the groundwork for their spiritual development. And that spiritual development largely takes place in the context of family and the church. So if we're not doing it at home and we're not doing it at the church, where are our children going to learn about the Lord? That's why it's so important to bring your children to church and to teach them at home. It is not a Christian school's responsibility to teach your children about the Lord. Now, it's good if that's a supplement, but it's not the school's sole responsibility for your child's soul. In the time when the Old Testament was written, reading was not common like it is today because books were scarce. These were the pre-printing press days, and people largely depended on oral tradition. This was mainly the means of preserving the memory of past events. So they were handed down from father to son by parables or chronological poems. This psalm that I read, Psalm 78, is an example of this. It gives instructions concerning ancient history and recounts the wonderful deeds of the Lord towards his people. Now, the verb hide in this verse has a very specific meaning. It means to keep something back, to refuse to make something known. So when someone was asked to report something, they were often asked to not hide anything. This is similar to asking someone to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. We see this as an example in the book of Joshua when Achan was confronted by Joshua in 7 and 19 and with Eli, with Samuel in 1 Samuel 3 and 17. Now note that this psalm begins with Israel's history of God's deliverance of Israel from Egypt. It was on that very night that God gave Israel instructions to teach their children what God had done for them. He had commanded them to hold a yearly Passover feast and told them on that day, tell your son, I do this because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. This is Exodus 13 and 8. In fact, the entire Passover feast was designed as an elaborate teaching ritual. Now, children are heirs of their parents. And as such, it would be weird for a father before he dies to bury his treasure in the earth where his children could not find it or enjoy it. So your spiritual legacy is the same. Your testimony is a part of your inheritance. Proverbs 13 and 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. This verse keeps our life goals, our vision, and our legacy front and center when we're choosing how to use our money today. When we weigh what we want now against what we really want later, we realize how temporary satisfaction pales in comparison to a legacy of purpose and generational fulfillment. And an inheritance is not limited to just money or possessions. It also includes godly character, 
qualities like integrity and trustworthiness. So combining a financial inheritance with wisdom and godliness ensures that the next generation will also manage God's blessings, God's way for God's glory long after we've graduated to heaven. So there's a numerous amount of ways that we can leave a legacy, whether it's for your children, your nieces or your nephews or people that you may never, ever meet. We have to leave a legacy through the word that's teaching it, memorizing it, helping our children and the young people in our life, memorizing it and speaking it as you go about your day. Also, the life we live, let them see you trusting God. Let them see the testimony of the Lord in your lives and then share the goodness of God. Share with them things that they may not know about that God has done for you. Tell this over and over until it's embedded in their lives and then leave them something tangible. Wealth is good, but so is a Bible with notes, letters of remembrances of God's work in our lives. Leave them something that they can refer back to, to see the work that God has done in your life. I know I want to leave a strong spiritual legacy. How about you? It starts right now. Each and every day, we are building upon the legacy that we're going to leave after we are gone from this earth. That's it for this episode of Unfolding Words. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to continue this discussion, you can join me in the Unfolding Words Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash unfolding words. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I would love it if you leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It helps others to determine whether or not this is a podcast that they would enjoy. Until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.